everyone. Welcome to the Across the Globe podcast, where I'm going to talk, be talking with Karina about our lives living abroad. On today's episode, we're talking about the biggest culture shock. What is the biggest culture shock you've experienced so far? Well, there isn't one that specifically stands out. I had a couple culture shocks. It's not massively different here. So it's not like I have like an entire Wikipedia article of culture shocks. But there's definitely a couple stuff that's very different from the Netherlands. Yeah, I guess that's that's the thing. No matter where you go, it's always different because your home country you know everything about you know where you live and and you know what it's like the people the places how to act you know you know all the rules because you've grown up in them you, you you know it through and through and then you go to a different place so I don't think no matter how similar it looks or even if it's like they say the same type of culture right because it's still a western culture yes I don't think it matters where you go as long as it's a different place than you're a different country. It's always going to have a bit of a shock in the culture. Maybe not necessarily a shock, but like just you really notice the differences or you notice things that you're used to back home that you don't have anymore. But what is your number one? I'm in doubt between two, but I would probably say the thing I noticed first is how punctual the Danish are and how well they follow rules. I was here like for like a day with my dad and it was in night, like at night, and the traffic lights were on red for pedestrians. There were no cars, nowhere. I wanted to cross and the Danish were looking at me like I was absolutely crazy. Everybody was just waiting for the green light. Right. You don't you don't break the rule, even though it's possible. You just don't do it. <laughs> so it was a bit like, oh, okay. And then I have my introduction for school. And the first thing that my like coordinator said was, you must be in time. The Danish are always in time. And we listen to the rules. So if the rule is you're not allowed to come in if you're more than five minutes late, you're not following the lesson. It's like, oh, okay. That's heavy shit. Because I know back in back home in my university, they used to say that all the time. They would never actually live up to it. No, never. never. You just walk in and they look at you annoyed and then you continue on with your day. Exactly. It's like... I don't know, maybe maybe just some common commonly accepted that the professors give you a weird look and look at you as if they're like really mad and then when you sit down it's like all good. Yeah. And I mean <laughs> but maybe we aren't the great reference for this. There are a lot of Dutch people that are in time. But when we yeah. meet up and we want to go out for lunch at like one. I say, let's meet up 12 so that we are actually together at 12.30 and then can go to yeah. where we want to lunch. 
yeah but we're just worse that way we're just bad that way like yes. and especially me and you know that I suck at being on time I don't I'm think like I'm better either, than you I I am like either too early or too late so I have all like I've decided that for like my courses here I'm just gonna be too early so I get to uni like an hour before so that I get to study I, I study like an hour before oh, wow. class because if I don't do that I'll be late I've experienced it uh firsthand like I was like okay I don't need to be earlier than the lesson I was 20 minutes late and I was like I cannot do this I cannot so now I just always go to uni early to study and honestly it works out pretty great I'm not gonna lie that's amazing I have to say for me that wouldn't work because if I'm there an hour early my thought is ah, I can be in the class in three minutes and then I'll leave one end of the class starts and still be two minutes late yeah because <laughs> that's just the way I am but I'm working on it and and I'm in time oh yeah I've I've been in time every lesson so far so I'm, I'm doing well that's great I've been um, late once or twice. But to be fair, one time I was late. I was late because I had an exchange exchange meetup uh, and it was just way too much fun. And I was in I was on campus already. I just decided to be half an hour late because I want to, you know, get the half an hour exchange students. I mean it ended up making me two two great friends so well that's the most important part right I mean I'm here I'm here to make friends not to study my butt off <laughs> yeah that's why you're studying abroad <laughs> oh let's be honest we're not actually studying abroad to be kick ass at all of the, the courses that we do mm no that's true I mean I am I mean I do really me, want to do well but of course you want to do well but that's just because it's not the most important part we want to do well because that's just who we are yes. it's not that we want to do well because oh my god studying abroad you need to do well that's not it let's be honest I for me like half of the time it just feels like a very long vacation yeah I get that if I my mean weekends I'm not I'm not focusing on school I'm doing fun stuff right yeah exactly. <laughs> but what what was your biggest culture shock so for me um I think the biggest thing is is that they put sugar in everything like they add but not just a little bit you know because you know in the Netherlands we have like some added sugar it's fine everything is so mother freaking sweet here it's insane <laughs> but that I explains was, I so think, much yeah it does. because i have like the canadians that come here keep complaining that nothing is sweet here and i'm like eating chocolates thinking oh this shit's yeah. really sweet or candy or drinking like fruit juice that i was drinking yeah and they're like well, that's the thing. is it sweet is it sweet i'm a massive sweet dude right a massive sweet dude i like it I like sweet things and, and candy and all that stuff. But I cannot deal with the whipping cream here. The whipping cream is so sweet 
it's like I'm I'm eating um what what do we call it like the the sugar cane's oh god it's, it's literally a sugar cane I swear to God I can Only feel my went... teeth hurt when you say that yeah honestly I don't know if I'm like if my teeth are gonna survive well to be fair they probably will because I'm not eating I'm trying to like eat less sugar and just you know cook healthy for myself so um yeah we're doing that but um yeah no it has a lot of sugar and they always ask me like oh yeah if I order like a coffee or anything it was like oh yeah I want a cappuccino do you want anything in it no thank you or um with my tea especially with my tea I get like a massive weird looks if I say that I don't want anything in my tea like I don't, uh-huh. sugar. I don't I don't need milk or sugar in my tea no thank you yeah I don't know it's such a like you're so used to that not consuming that amount of sugar yeah I've gained like two kilos in a month oh my god it might also be because I've been like working out and putting on muscle but I've also been (laughs) like putting on fat so no but you're like working out working out so I think it's mostly muscle well I'm back to Denver, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> I skipped. I skipped leg day yesterday. Oh, horrible! I feel bad. Doesn't matter because I did take a walk. It doesn't matter, you know. We're talking about <laughs> culture shock here. So, yeah, yeah. what is another culture shock you've experienced? <laughs> well, another massive culture shock I've had is how extremely important credit cards are here because in most european countries you really don't need one you don't need one in the netherlands but they use them a lot though no i mean in the netherlands most of my family does not don't have credit cards because you you really don't need one credit cards in the netherlands you don't need a credit card or anything in germany it's also not important in greece it's not in spain it's not in belgium it's not and i got here and i need a credit card for everything yeah you do and i don't have one (laughs) so i've been calling with family members to get their information every time I need something. Like, I can't do my laundry without a credit card, which is extremely frustrating. Um, but I so I'm getting I thought my you credit. said that you had one now. I, I got one, but it's sent home to the Netherlands. So when my parents right. are coming to visit, they're bringing my credit card. So for two Why more weeks... let it send to your door? It wouldn't let me. I don't know. Probably because I'm officially still living in the Netherlands or something. I don't know. Right. But it wouldn't let me. So I uh I just got I just got a they cannot, two more they, weeks. They cannot like send it to you or anything. Just didn't have well, I mean they're coming in two weeks anyway and mail takes more than a week. So Yeah. Seems fair. <laughs> yes. But yeah, credit cards. No, I've I've I knew that I needed a credit card here for in Canada because all they do is pray with credit cards uh and also because it's like a different currency um you have to be really aware of that so for all of y'all 
going abroad and thinking uh, and going to a country with a different currency I don't know I'd advise you to go to to get an international credit card I have one um, where you can change currencies for like no fee or a minimal fee which makes my life a lot better definitely it's it's way better I get to spend more money on activities and coffee (laughs) groceries because I now have to pay for them myself yeah that's that's part of this I don't know, but it's a very smart thing to do. I mean, I knew I was moving to a country with a different currency, but I thought it would be fine. It's, I mean, it's doable with my own bank card, but it's it's not the smartest thing to do. So I, I have an international bank card now as well. It's just way better not to like have the exchange to do that with every transaction. So have you experienced any more culture shocks or is the sugar the only thing you had to get used to? I mean, it's the biggest thing to get used to. I mean, I would say about the people, but like the people are always different. So you cannot really, I mean, I find it hard to judge that. Although um, compared to Amsterdam and Europe, the streets here are very big because you know they drive very big cars so the streets are very wide and big (laughs) also in like in downtown like in the center of the city which is called downtown it's like it's so big you could like easily drive there with your car i mean it's it's like made for people to drive there and especially in amsterdam you know that as someone who has its driver's license and has driven in Amsterdam with, you know, an average-sized car, you're scared to death that you will, like, hit people with it because it's so small. Like, you have to drive, like, two millimeters away from the car next to you, and that shit scary. Like, you, I feel like I'm hitting, like, the sides all the time I'm not never had but I feel like if I would drive an average sized car here I would have the time of my life because you have so much space (laughs) you have so much space although as a pedestrian you do have to like walk half a marathon to cross the street (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you have the, the pros and the cons you know yeah and I don't know, this is not exactly a culture shock to me, but like, obviously, Netherlands is a biking country. We bike a lot. Here, you don't bike a lot, but you have specific biking streets. So I cannot bike on every street. You have specific biking streets, and I do not understand how they work. Like, what if I just want to go straight, you know, and I can only turn left? Like, what's that? How, like, I just want to, you know, get somewhere. How am I supposed to do that? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've not biked here yet, but already thinking about it hurts my brain. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I don't know. I, what's, I can see what, that. What's that like in Copenhagen? Like, how do you bike? Is that possible? Oh, it's it's very possible. We have, there are a lot of bike lanes and they're very wide. So you have like, you can 
in theory, you could easily cycle with three people next to each other. So you don't have to be like afraid that you have to like squeeze yourself between things. Um, so yeah. it's like that. It's great. The only thing that's kind of confusing sometimes is the traffic lights and turning left or right. Um, oh, same here. <laughs> because in Copenhagen, it's confusing because when you want to go like, let's say you're coming to like, you're coming and you got to like first cross the road and then go left. That means you have to like wait until it's green, cross the road and just go stand there at the end and just wait for another green light and go left. And you're just standing in like a walkway or in the bicycle lane. I'm like, what the hell? I feel so in the way, but it's where you're supposed to be doing. The others are doing it as well. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, here it's like that for the cars though. If you like want to go left, you you can only go like you the if the green light is only for straight so the other side has the green light as well so you're like crossing each other uh and then if you want to go left you as as a car you have to wait until like the light is going red again for like the people for the other people you know that are on uh crossing on the other side and then you can actually pass by the cars and go left they don't have like a left stop sign, right? That's confusing. I, I mean, mean, we have yeah. some of those in the Netherlands, but we try to avoid them as much as possible because it always, you know, causes real problems. But that's the yeah. only thing they have here. I have maybe come across one cross cross uh, road where they actually have like a light for the people who go left. That's very intense. I was, I'm like already stressing on my bicycle in the bike lane. Imagine driving there and having the cars go past you while you're trying to go left. No, thank you. No. <laughs> yeah. But the odd thing is, if you're on your bike, right, and it's it's like a bike lane slash bike street, then it, you can stop in front of the uh, like the the, the stoplight, right? But then you have these the like a lane in front of where the cars are supposed to be right so that you can stand in front of the cars as if you're faster than a car on your bike yeah you just stand in front of the car and they just have to wait until you've crossed like i i never understood that i never understood that <laughs> yeah no that's a bit of cultural differences in like traffic it's weird. It's something to get used to. It, it It is. But I mean, I've gotten used to it now. And I feel like when I go back home, I have to get used to that again. Well, I mean, yes and no. Because like, back home, I drive a car. And I've cycled there for more than 20 years. Um, so it's easy to get back into. So I somehow... I feel like the reverse culture shock is going to be a thing. For it, me, at least. For some, for some parts, it could be. I think, for me, it's not going to be that wildly extreme. True. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. That's true. You can say as much as you want beforehand, but you never know until you're there. 
And on that note, I want to thank you all for listening. Check out our socials, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and even LinkedIn if you're on that. It's Across the Globe official. And stay tuned for more. Thank you.